Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. by playing you guys this Apple Music playlist I made. It's called Georgia Dow Zombie Chow. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> are you all ready for it? Yeah. Georgia are you going to play it through Zombie your phone Chow? into your microphone? No, no, no. We're way beyond that, Steve. <laughs> We're way beyond. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't play it because it doesn't exist because Apple <laughs> Music is broken. <laughs> I am so disappointed. Uh, (laughs) So Micah, take it from there. Yeah. uh, Apple Music is is horribly, horribly broken when it comes to sharing music. uh, As Bree and I learned in trying to set up a a little segment for this this podcast. I get a a text out of the blue and Bree was like, can you play this? I was like, okay. So I click on the link and it was like, this this song or this playlist is not available in the United States. And so I said back that it was not available in the United States. And she said, okay, well, let's try and make this work. So, and, and you uh, didn't you, stop you, at that point and say, but wait a minute, but we're in the United States. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't stop. And I, uh, we both kept going. Um, we wasted Bree, an should... hour and a half on this. Oh, like, my I'm God. I'm looking at the text. We, in the middle, like, I don't know what you're doing, Micah, but, like, I'm trying to work, right? Yeah, same. And we're, we keep going back. And, like, Micah, look, I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? And I'm sorry if this is an embarrassing issue. Micah is not as prone to profanity as I am. Like, I'll drop the F-bomb, like, if I'm at church, you know, if I'm around the kids. I, I don't care. I have no fracks to give. But, like, when Micah is starting, like, every other word is profane and ungodly, better charge this week, Micah. Um, oh, oh, oh. Like, this is when I know the situation is serious. So. Yes. That, that is one of the signs. Yeah. That is. Yes, there, was one, yes. there were seven signs. That was one of them. When that you can make sweet Micah Sargent curse like a sailor, that's when that, you know that things, things have stopped things being polite be and started getting real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, you know, we went back and forth on, um, I ended up, I was so upset about this. I ended up, you know, doing a piece for iMore about this because, you know, what we ended up finding out is, uh, you know, we worked with Serenity Caldwell, who, you know, frankly knows a ridiculous amount about Apple Music. Like, it's almost embarrassing talking to her about it. She does. She knows, like, everything about Mm. Apple Music. It's kind of scary, to be honest. And, you know, she went through it and um, you basically found out that, um, you know, it doesn't matter. This is just a fundamentally broken feature, meaning, you know, there's literally no way to create a um, a share li- a playlist and share it with people, which is, you know, it's really ironic because, you know, the, the point of Apple Music, like the, the thing that they sell it to the public on is saying, like, Look, this is a curated experience. We're finding tracks no one else will. It's a very, you know, we'll give you the best of the best rather than Spotify. But, you know, when you can't 
get playlists from people you love and trust and don't have a basic feature like a, you know, searchable public playlist, this really damages it. So, I mean, Micah, mm-hmm. how do you feel about all of that? I mean, you're, you're exactly right. It should not be as frustrating as it was, especially like I always have to go back to this because it is an important thing to note. You and I know a lot of what we're doing here. And, right. and of course, Serenity knows even more. And for us to have gone through that whole process, I can't imagine what a normal everyday user would think. I mean, they would have given up a long time ago. And, you know, you've got, you've got these problems with adoption and uh, Apple Music adoption, I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, we tried all the different troubleshooting steps you could imagine. So we sent it over Mac and and then I switched to my iOS device. And then I was like, well, I'm running a beta uh, beta software right now, so maybe I should try it on a different device. So I tried it on a non-beta device, and then I tried it on an iPad, and then I was trying it on everything. And then we sent each individual song to try and weed out the ones that weren't available in Apple Music, and we did that. And then we put the can songs together. Can we pause together. for a second there? Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. this is 17 songs on this playlist. And I went through every single one of them. I went to the Apple Music page to verify that was on Apple Music and wasn't something from iTunes Match. So then I got that, copied the link from the song to the page and gave it to Micah, who verified that it worked, and then I put it back into an Apple Music playlist. This took like 20 minutes to go through this. So sorry to interrupt you, Micah. Oh, no, 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 because like every single bit of this is important because it's so ridiculous. And (laughs) yeah, so I mean, like I said, I tapped on every single friggin' song in that playlist and then found the ones that weren't, and then like I said, or like Bree said, she verified, and then it still wasn't working. But get this, this is what's super fascinating and also really stupid is that Bree had an Apple Music playlist that she had created a long time ago, and it was like, what is it called? Your um, EDM uh, conversion therapy, e- e- <laughs> <laughs> which is it's a it's it's like I made this. I'm like, haha, this is funny. Like no one knows EDM, and then I get all this blowback on Twitter. Like that's a horribly insensitive. Oh, movie f- so yeah. <laughs> anyway, ED, yes. yeah, that 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 playlist, okay. and and so I go ahead and do the like I or I I find that playlist right, and I know that this playlist works because it's Apple Music and like it's showing up in the store and I can see it. So what I do is I literally take songs from no 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 Bree did that. That's what that's what happened. Bree took songs from the playlist that was already in Apple Music that oh. was loading and made a new playlist and shared it with me and it still wouldn't work. So Ew. I was like, hmm, let me take this one step further. I'm going to go to Apple Music, and I'm going to go to one of their most played playlists. It's one of those A-list pop uh, playlists where they've got, like, the top songs listened to all of Apple Music people, right? I take six songs from that playlist that I can see very clearly is in Apple Music, and I put them into my own playlist, and lo and behold, it also won't work when anyone clicks on it. One of the things that was frustrating for me is, you know, During the WWDC keynote this year, you could really see the passion that, you know, the Apple Music team has for this. So, you know, for me, it hurts me when I see stories that are just completely untrue going viral in the press, saying things like, Apple will delete every single one of your your tracks if you subscribe to Apple Music. It's just not true. So, you know, when when you see things like this that you know, just seems so preventable and solvable. It's just, it, it's frustrating because I know it's a good product and I also know it pays its, its musicians higher royalties. Yeah, I, I agree with you hands down. I know this is kind of becoming a back and forth, but I, I think it is important to say that like, 
when I go on Spotify and I, there's a playlist that I want to share with someone, I literally like tap twice and the playlist is shared. I could share it so easily. And that's like, that's an important part of music is, is showing your friends and your family what you like to listen to and saying, right. oh, I mean, think of back to the old days, whenever we used to make uh, mixtapes for, for the people that we had a crush you are on. You not old enough to have made mixtapes, hey, Micah hey, Sargent. No. I, I do made not some, believe I didn't, that. You want to bet? I sat in my great-grandfather's basement with a tape and his record player, and Aww. I made mixtapes from old records where I would wow. choose songs that I liked from each other. that's okay, so sweet. Okay. Yeah. That's but right. anyway, and so, like, we did that and we did that in the past, and now these days, like, we want to just share a playlist with, playlist with somebody, and you can't do it at Apple Music. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, I, I think it's just the problem is just that basic things that you expect to just – that that aren't even Work. like differentiating <laughs> differentiating features, right? Just stuff that you expect a, a music service in 2016 to to happen. Just don't do or they or if you can do them, it's so obfuscated from the interface to figure out how to do it. Like I I after the last time that we talked about Apple Music Pre, I started trying to use the radio again because mm-hmm. you, you said that, that was one of your favorite features, and I figured that I've been having trouble with music discovery because for you doesn't work for me like at all. And so I decided, let me try that. And it's like, I don't know how to tell it that I don't like the song that's playing. Like, that's kind of a basic thing, right? Like when you're listening to Pandora or you're listening to, you know, Spotify radio, there's like a thumbs up and a thumbs down button. I have a heart and I don't know if that's saying in the context of like this station or just doing the heart thing that I don't even think I don't even know what the heart does. Really? <laughs> like, it's like the heart, it's you, you tap the heart. It's like, well, what happened? I don't know. And then if I'm, and then in some other places, it's a star instead of a heart. I don't know what that means. And it's like, there's <laughs> just, it's just not clear enough, like how to tell it. I really don't want to listen to Weezer. Like, I just, just don't play Weezer for me, please. And, and I can't tell it to not play Weezer for me. And so it's just it, a big thumbs down icon. Like yeah. it shows up next to Nickelback just as a safety precaution, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the one feature that works. This brings me so much sadness because Why? I I was I I am excited for this zombie playlist. That's my thought oh. to it. And this means <laughs> no. I don't get my zombie playlist. This is something that Apple needs to take care of. Because without it, I am without my zombie playlist and that's not okay. Sure. I mean, I think it is actually a zombie playlist because the playlist, it sounds like, is undead. So I think it actually is is the most zombie playlist, if you think about it. I have it. to tell you, Georgia, like, one of my favorite things this week, like, I wrote this, this piece, and I'm just really going to be honest with you because I'm like, Georgia Dow, zombie chow, is a great name for a playlist. <laughs> and my favorite thing, so I have to read from like my I'm More Peace. So like Serenity added this line. So Brianna Wu's head of development, blah, blah, blah. She also lives to troll I'm More senior editor, Georgia Dow. <laughs> <laughs> they say in a zombie apocalypse, you don't have to outrun the undead. You just have to outrun I'm More senior editor, Georgia Dow. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is 
was like, that is so at good. the end, like, I can't believe I snuck this in. Like, I wrote this and I turned to Frank and I go, Serenity is going to make me pull this out. <laughs> She's not going to let this in there. <laughs> it said, Apple Music's reputation has taken many hits. You know, it's also fair to say, like Georgia Dow in the zombie apocalypse, it keeps stumbling. And I'm like, she left that in. I could not believe it. So, so yeah. Oh, yeah, I, feel I like love the it. Fine, I feel like the fine name of Georgia Dow has been dragged through the mud. <laughs> Once again. Home. Just like yes. our show. Yes, uh. just like our show. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Oh, Are we yeah. Georgia? Uh, Apple cool? Music, get, get, get to work. Yeah. yeah. I you wonder like what they're gonna do. I mean, have they gotten it into the beta of iOS ten? Like what they're gonna do to revamp it? Because I I don't know if they're gonna have it ready for for September with all the things that they need to fix. I mean, and I don't like being negative about it, but it's like like I don't want to make fun of it like I do the Apple Watch because I actually use Apple Music like every day, and every day I'm like newly disappointed by something that just doesn't work the way that I want it to, and it's like I want it to be better because I don't want to have to have a Spotify subscription on top of my, you know, on top of my iTunes library. But it's like when I open iTunes and none of my iTunes library uh, and none of my Apple music library is there for like the sixth time in the last three months, just randomly, it gets really frustrating. And then Spotify is there and it just, and it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know what else does what it's supposed to do? This episode is brought to you by Linode, a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. First of all, I just want to say thank you, Linode, for putting a pronouncer in your uh, in your ad read because I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was Linode or Linode. So now I know, and now you've all learned something too. You can get a server up and running in under a minute, which is awesome, with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now will get you two gigabytes of RAM. So for $10 a month and one minute, you can get a server up and running where you can just like, I don't know, make a tweet bot that just sends uh, weird pictures of pandas to Georgia Dow for the rest of time. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. This all sounds incredibly awesome. And guess what? Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. They're even open on holidays. So if you got something, you know, let's say you've built a site where you do a podcast app and uh, things go down on Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh, because everybody travels on Thanksgiving. Well, they're there and they're going to help you get the thing back up and running. If you have something you need help with always there. It's also really committed to improving its infrastructure. So, you know, there, there are all these different ways that you can set up these server infrastructures, and uh, they, they've switched from an older type of service to a newer type of service, from Zen to KVM, if any of that means things means anything to you. And their latest <laughs> Unix benchmark showed a 300% performance increase. That's all that matters. That big number right there. Linode is the full package for your server infrastructure needs. And they have the power you require as well as the infrastructure and assistance you want. So, you know, if you're, if you're just building a small app or you're building a gigantic app that's going to serve all of the United States or somewhere else, then Linode is the right place for you. So as a listener of this show and this 
hilarious ad read if you sign up at <laughs> linode.com slash disruption. You're not only supporting us here at Disruption, but you're also going to get $20 towards any Linode plan. And they've got a seven-day money-back guarantee, so really there's nothing to lose. Go to linode.com slash disruption to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of $20 of credit. You can also use the promo code disruption20 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode, not Linode, for supporting this show <laughs> and all of this beautiful network, Relay FM. I mean, I'm surprised you couldn't guess that, Micah. Like, it's Linux, so of course it's Linux, uh, right? Like, like, it, Micah's know, been like, hanging out with me too long, and he's starting to mispronounce things when he shouldn't. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was talking to, uh, you know, Eileen on this network. Uh, we were going over to Jason Snell's uh, thing during WWDC, and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Apple used to be really big into the server business and, you know, they just got rid of that. And the truth is we've had this entire industry shift for a long time over to, you know, like Linux as, you know, just the, the backbone of, you know, server architecture. And, you know, a lot of people for a long time have, you know, I remember when Amazon S3, that was your answer if mm-hmm. you needed like scalable server infrastructure. It's just not that cost effective. So, you know, seeing other businesses come in and kind of, you know, challenge a business that I kind of, you know, you can do it yourself. But, you know, it's one of those things that's very easily outsourceable. And to kind of see um, more minor players come into the market that aren't like, oh, I'm going to give this money to, you know, this this company over here that, you know, kind of has a reputation for A, B, and C. I, I think it's just wonderful. So I, I would really encourage, like, I don't, I do front-end stuff. I don't do, you know, back-end or services. But I think it's really cool to see people, like, innovating on that front. Yeah, there are so many cool stories, uh, too, about the things that are done with, with this uh, sponsor in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think you should check out all of the other shows on Relay where Linode has gracefully sponsored as well and hear the fun stories about what uh, our developer friends are doing with it. I'll tell you one story. Like there was a, a puppy Ooh. that was in the middle of traffic and then a Linode server came and <laughs> saved that puppy from traffic. It just ran across the road and grabbed the puppy in its, uh, I don't know, its cable. It's, it's a true yeah. story. It, it, ju- it just threw out a scuzzy cable and rescued it. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's story. true. And that puppy is alive today because of Linode. Yes, and you can save more puppies by using the code (laughs) DISRUPTION20 at checkout. So please save the puppies and check out Linode. (laughs) All right. True story. We're going to move on to uh, a little, a little bit heavier of a topic um, from from Apple Music uh, being a, a garbage fire at times. Obviously, this was was not news that was going to uh, fly by our radar. Um, there were two men, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, who were killed within a 48-hour period of each other by police. Um, both situations, uh, as far as the evidence so far, as far as the videos that were present, and as far as witness accounts uh, tell us, involved men who were in positions where, as again, as an objective third party, as a person outside of the outside of the situation, uh, it was very clear that they were not a threat, uh, and. 
the police, the, the police officers shot and killed these two black men. Um, the thing is that when so, – so police officers have to feel beyond a reasonable doubt that there is a danger to themselves or to an innocent party uh, in order to take the action of, of firing on someone, uh, of taking you know, a lethal shot. And in both of these situations, again, uh, it is arguable that they were in a position where they were threatened by these men. Uh, Alton Sterling was – According to the video, which I have not watched because I simply cannot, um, was was pinned to the ground and was not able to reach for any alleged weapon if he had one uh, at all. And in Philando Castile's case, he was not, according again to the 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 witnesses. He was not reaching for a weapon. He said, I have a weapon. I have a legal weapon. You asked me to get my ID. I'm reaching for my ID. And when he went to reach for his ID, that is when he was shot. And he later died at the hospital uh, minutes after he arrived. So um, there are yet another two people of color shot and killed by police in situations where many, many people dispute the lawful actions of, of the police to, to uh, kill these men, to shoot and kill these men. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk about this, and I would also like to talk, Georgia, specifically uh, w- with you um, about something that, that came up with this, because there there has been a bit of an interesting uh, two sides to this in terms of the videos that, uh, that came from, from uh, Alton Sterling's death, and there were people saying, you have to watch this, and this has to be shared around, and if you don't watch it, then you don't care, and, and then there are people who are saying – Listen, I am grieving and I can't I can't watch this. This is I, I just I can't. Uh I, I've seen enough of my brothers and sisters die this year and I can't watch this. Um and I have to say this because this is an observation that I saw and was was something notable enough for me to actually pick it out. It was interesting to me that of all of the people who shared the video on on uh, Facebook and on Twitter, of the people that I follow or that you know are retweeted or what have you, the ones who were pushing for this video to be seen and to be watched, I didn't see a person of color who was saying, you must watch this video. I'm not saying that there weren't people of color out there who were saying this, but it was interesting to me that people of color were not sharing the video around. So I, I think that there's a discussion to be had about, you know... Uh, these situations in terms of not not feeling like we're ready to watch something like this or like we have to watch something like this to understand the gravity of the situation. So, well, um, I, w- I would say I did. I did tweet this video out um, the, the 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 first shooting. Um, and the reason I did it, I, you know, I have a lot of Twitter followers. So I take it very seriously doing this. And the only reason I shared that video is because Sean King um, you know, very noted Black Lives Matter, you know, person, um, you know, shared that. And, you know, he put it in New York Daily News and I said, 
You know, um, I'm amplifying a voice here. You know, I'm not saying Brianna Wu thinks this. I, I'm doing this. And then, you know, later I saw Tanya of I Need Diverse Games saying, I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable with people sharing this. It feels like a snuff film. And, you know, I went to my Twitter and I I deleted it immediately. This This isn't about my feelings. I mean, I... When I have gotten pulled over, which is rare, I feel fine. You know, I'm not worried. And it's, it's, I, it bothers me to see, you know, other white people make this about them. But I, I, I guess I just wanted to say that was my thinking behind it because I, I think it is, even Micah, just to be really honest with you, um, I, I don't discount that this is traumatic for, you know, black people to see. I know when I see um, videos of you know LGBT people getting murdered or beaten, it hits me in a way that's just horrible to see. But I also know that you know I was a Democrat before this, and I thought I just had to vote for a certain party, and you know basically think the Ku Klux Klan was evil, and that was the end of the discussion. Um, with Black Lives Matters, and you know seeing Mike Brown, and you know all these other high profile deaths, it is. I, I can say it's educated me as a white person about how deeply we're failing black people in this country. And I, 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 I'm I, sorry that that's going to traumatize people, but I, I don't know. I think it's like white privilege is so insidious until you see the violence put in your face. I don't know what else can shock you out of complacency. So... Maybe that's a bad answer, but it's, you know, that's that was my journey here. Absolutely. And and let me just say, too, I don't think that that is the, a bad answer. I think that everyone has the right and, and, and you know, the the moral reasoning to, to share the video. I have no problem with people sharing the video. Uh, I think that, yes, there are people who need to see this. And I, I understand those arguments that were being made. Uh, the thing that, you know, that, that I know that Tanya uh, specifically was talking about and something that shocked me as I was, you know, absorbing all of this news today were situations where uh, people of color were saying, I am not going to watch that video today. Please be courteous of that. If you're going to tweet, you know, tweet the video, please uh, put a hashtag on it or something like that or on Facebook, then do this or do that. Please, please. And there were, again, I, there were non-people of color it was it, who came onto you know, the comment sections or replied to the tweets and were saying, this is why this has to happen and this is why this needs to be done and you should, you know, you should be watching this and you should be sharing it with everyone. And so I agree. I think that it does need to be shared and I think that there are people who need to see it. I just think that everyone should be respected in this situation. And I know, Bree, that you, you know, you are not one of the people who's not respecting people because you, again, you said right then, you felt like, okay, I, I guess I do need to get rid of this. But you shared it in the beginning from from a place of 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 love in the sense that you were trying to do your part part as an advocate, as a true advocate. And I well, respect I mean, that. It's like I've helped a lot of stories go viral and I'm, I'm not going to take responsibility for this one. But, you know, I did, there are points of many stories over the last year that I've said, you know, this needs to be something the public is known about. Um, you know, there was a, a Leela Alcorn when she committed suicide. Um, you know, I'm one of the reasons that went viral. You know, I was one of the first people to talk and post her suicide note. And I, I feel like a, good, a lot of good came out of that. I, I do take this 
very responsibly. But when when you have a large Twitter following, you you really have to learn that judgment. Um, you know, it's you know just to be really honest with you, Micah. Um, you know, this happened on the fifth, the first shooting, and then the second one happened last night, and. I, it's just, you see the video, and I, I would really probably encourage most people not to watch it, um, but it's it's horrible. And you know, I woke up this morning, and I called the Boston Globe, and I'm like, please let me do an op-ed for you. And I've got one coming out today or tomorrow talking about, like, white people, this is not a black problem to fix. You know, these are systems that exist for our comfort. We are the ones that are blowing this. We are the ones that have to demand of our police, um, you know, officials and elected officials to do better. And I just, I feel, you know, I've criticized men in tech so many times over the course of this show for doing nothing while women are hurting. And now it's like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like, this is for me and other white people. We got to stand up. There's no risk to me criticizing the police department. I have no worry about that at all. Um, you know, it's very different for a black person. So, I don't I mean, know. Yeah. yeah. I can, and, and I, I, George, I'm about to ask you a question, but I just want to say, and I don't know, this is just an anecdote, and maybe it means something and maybe it doesn't. But, like, you know, Brie, earlier you were joking about how, oh, Micah, you might be embarrassed about me saying this, but it's a big deal whenever you curse. Like, People know I'm a do-gooder. Like my my boyfriend wants to do things that are a little outside of uh, the the recommended path, and I'm like, please God, let's not do that. And so, so you like. <laughs> I, I follow the the path to almost the nth of of a degree. Like I'm on the path, and I am still. When when police officers are around me, I am still uncomfortable, and I am still anxious, and. It, it makes no it makes no sense because I I've never been pulled over by a police officer even for like a car situation I've never had interactions with police but because of all of this despite the fact that again I try to walk the straight and narrow uh, it still is is a concern so I do think that something needs to change and I guess what I'm saying there is like whether. Whether you're walking the straight and narrow or you're not walking the straight and narrow, it is just the fact of a difference in the tone of your skin that can make the difference of being able to live or die in a situation involving the people who are supposed to be protecting you. And that is just bizarre and horrible and terrifying. Uh, but, Georgia, I wanted to ask you – what is what's your take on on like on self care in situations like this where there are those of us saying, "Look, I need to not, I need to step away." I mean, I, I was I was reading some tweets today about people who, and the, the term goes, they called in black. They took the day off of work to just to be with their family and to be with their friends and to to feel safe in their homes and, and with the people that they love. Uh, is self-care in these situations, you know, I, I assume it's a good thing, obviously, but like, I guess how, how can we take care of ourselves? And am I doing a disservice to my fellow uh, people of color by not partaking in sharing and watching a video that I find disturbing and, and, uh, disruptive to my, you know, to my psyche. 
So, um, no, I, I don't think that you are doing a disservice to yourself or to anyone else by not watching something that would traumatize you. I think that for the people that did say, listen, people have to watch this, they were they were doing it in hopes that people that think that this only happens to others or this only happens to people that are doing something wrong can see that. And I think that probably in, in most, if not all cases, that's what they're hoping for. And a lot of people will turn a blind eye to things that are unpleasant so that they can kind of go back to the status quo. I think that guilting others and making others feel ashamed or saying that they're not um, serving a cause because they're not serving it in the way that you want them to serve it. You, you should never shame people into act the way that you should. You should educate them and speak about it and do it in the way that you do. And hopefully your path will allow other people to walk the path as well. And so I think that especially if you know that something will be damaging to you, that you should be very careful in what you watch. I know for myself, because of what I do for a living, there is only a certain amount of trauma and negativity that I can take in before it would no longer make me effective as a therapist. And so I'm very careful to that. And so I don't think that you should feel bad about that. I think that you already take this very seriously and understand what is happening to that. I think that what they were hoping to do is that people that don't understand what a serious issue this is will stand up and say something because of this. And I understand that point as well, but I don't think that we should shame people into that. It's the wrong way and Doing something good but using a negative means to that never really has a good end result because of it. And so I I think that it's really hard. It's hard to see and I think that it does. There is a true thing of secondary trauma when you have witnessed or heard a story. And I, I think that we've spoken about it a lot on the show is when you've heard a story, you have something that's traumatic, and I'm very careful about sharing my stories even under supervision if I know that the person that I'm sharing it with has a certain set of trauma on their past or in their, you know, course load, I'll say, I'm not going to give you the details to this, but can we talk about, you know, how should I therapeutically go about a case that would be like this so that I don't traumatize other people because that has a lasting effect on you. I've heard things and you know what you can carry and you know what you can't. And you need to be very wary of that because it will, it will bleed into your life and then you may not be effective to be able to take care of your own family. And that kind of negativity and despair does not do good. So I think that they were hoping to help people act, but it is just and fair and you should make sure that you know what you can carry and you know what you can't and keep yourself protected. You know, this may not be the best analogy here, but um, yeah, I can't help but think about my my you know friends when um, you know Caitlyn Jenner came out, and it was really apparent to a lot of cisgender people that like this thought about you know, someone transitioning was like a really new thing for them, and they were experiencing it in a really new way. And it's really notable that a lot of my transgender friends were like. 
no, this is, she's not going to be a good spokesperson for the community. This is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be the Kardashian circus. Mm. This makes me very uncomfortable. So there was a real dichotomy between people that you know were really outside of the gay community being very exuberant about this, whereas people that were experiencing this every day were very negative about it. Maybe this, these videos are kind of similar to that, Micah, in the sense that black people know that their lives are in danger when, you know, law enforcement is involved. For me as a white person, I would admit this is, it's not new, but it's, it's something I'm just now beginning to get um, a sense of the scope with it, you know? And Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I don't, I'm just being honest there, you know, and that's probably my failure, but like my eyes are open now and this is what I can do. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's also a feeling when you're that you want to be supportive, but you don't know how. And so you're doing what you think you should be doing and not necessarily realizing what the consequences are of it. Like I spent like a lot of today just trying to process a lot of this. Like I didn't watch the video, but I read the account of the video of mm-hmm. the Minnesota one. And I, I like had I had trouble composing myself, not even watching the video, just reading about the description. And it's like. I didn't know even know what to say or even how to get that feeling into 140 characters. And and what I decided to do as someone with a smaller audience is just I'm just going to retweet a bunch of, of, of people of color and because they know what they're saying. And, you know, I want to amplify their voices and not, you know, not try to put that feeling into my own words. I don't know if that's the right thing or not to do either. Um, I mean, the the other thing that we haven't talked about that's more of a technical thing is that Facebook and Twitter apps autoplay videos by default now. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're doing something like sharing a video, what you may, what you don't necessarily know is happening is you may be causing that to play for somebody who doesn't, who, who shouldn't see it or doesn't want to see it. And then, you know, there's some, I'll, we'll put a link in the video on how to turn that off. If you don't already know, if you're listening to the show, you probably do. But, um, but there's, you know, there's just kind of those unintended consequences when you're doing what you think is the right thing to do, but you don't know because it's not, it's not you, right? You're just kind of trying to be empathetic as best you can. And it's coming from a good place, but sometimes it's, you know, not do not having the best effect. Yes. There's, and I think that there's very few cases where there is one right thing to do. I think that that's where, um, Micah's point was very poignant in that you each have to know which way is your way. And that's okay because for some people they need, may need to get the word out. And for other people, they may want to go to legislators and for other people, they may want to do psychoeducation and for other people they want may want to make sure that monitoring systems are in place or and so there may be many different ways it's a hard thing when there are serious sets of trauma to know which way is the right way to handle it and i think that you have to think about what's true to yourself and in the end it is the intention that's more important than the action to that and i think that our culture right now we're very easy to jump on people that are trying to do the right thing. And so it makes us almost want to stand still. Like we're actually scared to do anything then because we're so worried about offending one person, even though we may have the best of intentions. And so I also think that we need to kind of think 
and and be true to ourselves and know that if someone's trying to do the best thing that we also want to give it some place to that can, can I say something about that, Georgia? Like this is this is something I really struggle with myself because I, I can tell you in just talking about doing an op-ed for the Boston Globe tomorrow, I, my Twitter involved a lot of abuse today, and like mm-hmm. it's it's tough because on one hand it's like this isn't about me and this isn't about white guilt. Let's not you know get into this kind of predictable thing of you know, making. Uh, about making it about someone else. Like, black people are correctly aggrieved here. But it's frustrating for me as a white person to have people like, you know, Tanya saying, look, this isn't a white be- a black behavior problem. This is a white behavior problem. You guys need to fix this system. It's broken. And I, I can't take this anymore. I don't want to hear platitudes. Just go fix it. And then, you know, if you speak up and say, like, we have to do better. We can't sit idly by. We need to be talking to elected officials about A, B, and C. We need to demand better of each other. Um, it, it's it's frustrating for me that doing that also entails more abuse. Um, you know, for me, like I'm someone who's beyond traumatized about the stuff that happens to me on a daily basis, and that's it's frustrating to have to endure. I don't think that means you don't speak up, but I think it's accurate to say that's a price involved with it. Absolutely. I, I, that's, it's so frustrating because I, I see that. I see that that happens, and it's like, you know, there's no, there's no uh, black and white there. Well, that's probably poor terms. There's no, you know, the it's so gray. There's such a gray area there, and you, you're always going to have people who are on one side and on on the other side who are saying no, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And uh, Christina Warren, I like the term that she uses a lot and Bria, I've heard you use it before, but precious. And uh, there are, there are some, some people who tend to get a little precious in these situations. And I don't know, I think if we're working toward the greater good and you know, someone's heart, then that's the most important thing. I do want to talk about this really quickly because we have discussed, you know, wanting to try to find options and and find things to do. Um, The first thing is an article that I I can't remember. Someone shared this on Twitter earlier, but it's uh, from someone named Justin C. Cohen. And the article is called Advice for White Folks in the Wake of the Police Murder of a Black Person. And a lot of times, uh, you know, there are the situations where as a white person, you might go, you know, what do I do in this situation? How do I be an ally? How do I help without hurting? Uh, these are questions that come up. And I think that this article does a good job of, of offering some advice that's not, you know, it's, it's not offensive. It's just, it's good advice. Um, so Steve will put that in the show notes for you to read. I mean, because as sad as it is, we have to face the fact that this is not the last time that this is going to happen and there will be more situations. And this is advice that you can always look back on. Uh, the other thing, uh, that was kind of, um, it was, it was really powerful to me because I had just been thinking not too long ago, I was actually discussing with my boyfriend about this, about how, uh, Beyonce Knowles is a very powerful figure, but if you'll notice, she doesn't, 
she's not a very public figure. And so despite the fact that like there's so many people in this world that love Beyonce, she really only like exists around the time that a new album release comes out. And of course she's, you know, touring and stuff like that, but she's in those little bubbles. And I was talking to Shane and I said, it's really weird to me that she doesn't use her platform more as, as, as a means of, of, you know, doing good. And uh, today, Beyonce published an article on her blog, Beyonce, or on her site, Beyonce.com, that I encourage you all to go read. But the best part about this is that there are options. There are, there are, there are, um, calls to action. You can contact your congressman or woman, you can voice protest for Alton Sterling, and you can voice protest for Philando Castile. And there are links to each of those. What's really awesome to me, uh, that's also a little frustrating because I can't go to the site to do it, so I just have to take other opportunities to do it, um, is that the the first link leads to contactingthecongress.org, which is a website that basically gives you all the information you need to contact your representatives. And right now, because Beyonce posted a link to that uh, site on her website, the site is down. It can't handle all the traffic that's going to it, which is a beacon of hope on this day. Now, what our representatives choose to do with that influx of responses is remains to be seen, but it is still a, it's a super exciting and empowering thing. So if you're wondering what you can do, uh, those are a few options you can take. And Another another thing that I would suggest is if you choose to contact your congressperson, you should also try to look into uh, the policies of your local police department and see what their policies are in terms of using lethal force and in terms of how much time a police officer gets until they have to uh, go to court and answer for for the you know the, the lethal force use and th- there's a lot of information out there that you can dig into and you can learn and you can ask for reforms if reforms need to be made so uh, I just encourage everybody you know th- I, it's gotten to a point now where a lot of times we'll see the tweets come out that that are decrying an event and then the tweets that follow the the decrying are tweets that are saying all you're going to do is send a tweet and not do anything else I mean it happens every time now as these tragedies happen and so if you're really looking for some way to take action this is a way to take action and just to add on to that, there was um, a couple of weeks ago, there was – John Oliver did a segment also about the uh, – how the NRA gets all of their legislation passed or gets other legislation smacked down. And one of the things that he pointed out is that they get their results by actually calling their Congress people, not just sending emails or, or using the web form. So if you, if you are going to contact your congressperson – it, if you can, a call might be more effective than an email or, or certainly tweeting at them. Uh, I just wanted to echo what you're saying, Steve. When um, I used to work in politics, we would, we would frankly, delete the email and went to a database nobody read. But if you physically wrote a letter, uh, we had to make copies of it. We had to file it away. We had to make formal action reports um, about that. So you know, just be smart and effective with your action. Like go print out a letter and mail it there you know, by hand. Yeah, and I think that... that- like, we need to educate, we need to talk about it, we also need to have people be accountable for their actions. There's a lot of issues with power, control, fear, and um, 
I think that when you're in a place of power, you have to be held to a higher standard. You have to be educated to a higher standard as well. And, you know, I think that having cameras on officers and I have family members that are officers, I think that that's a good idea. I think that being able to turn off your camera is not a great idea because it's something that will keep you safe. And it'll also, if you are an officer, you will be protected as well to make sure that you've followed through with everything. There's until we have a full cultural change though. And I think that journalistically the fear mongering that we use is really epidemic of what happens in a culture when we are scared of ourselves and we need to change that as well because it's really, really bad and it's bad for everyone. And that would probably be a whole other, um, discussion of what happens to the brain when constantly what you are plagued by is stories, link bait, clickbait, and everything else of, um, scary, horrible, and negative situations. I'm to move on. So now yeah. that we have lost all viewers. <laughs> <laughs> all no, of our listeners. No listeners left. They're good people. They're good yeah. people, Bring yourself Georgia. some pillows. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, all right. This all right. is all I care about, Georgia. Did you play zombie... <laughs> Did you play Zombies Run this week? I don't even want to hear your excuses. Did you play? <laughs> no, 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 no. There are no excuses. Thank you, Charles, for reminding me. You are awesome. Over and over. And <laughs> yes, over and over. I needed it, though, over and over. I did. I did my <gasps> zombie run. I did. Oh. Now, wait. I did my zombie run. I know, Bree, you did a zombie run. Oh, I did six zombie runs. Okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. Steve? <sighs> Steven, salty. I I, I got eaten by the zombies, so. You are so bad. You are so bad. I hate running. You didn't play. You can't get eaten by the zombies in this game. You lose some Ah, of your health. Called out. What, did you play? Did you play this game, Steve? No, I launched it, but I don't. (laughs) You guys made me run. Do you understand how much I dislike running? I talked to the people that made this app this week. You don't have to run. I was trying to figure out how to set up the walking part of it, but I don't, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I've used some of their other apps, which are fantastic. All right, right. Micah, why are you reading the ad? Wait, 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 we've left someone off. No. Micah? Did you run? Nope, 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 nope. I was, look, I feel like I have a pass and maybe, you know, this doesn't have to count as a pass, but I did have my mother visiting for the first time in five years and I was busy uh, entertaining entertaining ma while she was in town really, you're telling me you did not have five minutes i know i like i said i should have but i didn't <laughs> yeah. i ran so. I don't know how much so that is cares, it was no longer georgia dow zombie chow it's steve lubitz zombie <laughs> chew it, <laughs> to it my name doesn't work with zombie stuff is the problem it doesn't find... work it doesn't flow as nicely as george's as george's name we need yeah, we need we need zombie feet for micah no, Georgia. <laughs> and a zombie dog to chase Steve. That's well. That's easy. That's you just go fair. play. Res- you just put in Resident Evil, and then that you're all justice. set. That's I'm not justice. doing zombie I'm gonna, feet. I'm so- gonna paint Rocket like a zombie and just sneak <laughs> through the window. I'm just gonna throw a brick through your house window. I'm thinking the one in the kitchen would be best, and I'm just gonna throw her, throw her into. And while he's feet. distracted, you can take yeah. the toaster. I know. I know. It'll be great. Uh, but so, Micah, you're you're in for it too. You're in for it too. Okay, so Bree, read the ad and then we're gonna get to it. Yeah, 
Bree knows that running helps you get fit, but we also know that running is really boring. (laughs) Boring. Well, Mm. the Zombies Run virtual race makes running actually kind of fun if you try it out, Micah. (laughs) Wherever you are in the world, whether you be in Boston running while someone tries to steal your toaster or in the middle of the United States with your ma and your dogs, you can head out to run five or ten or a 10K with your headphones in. As you run, this app, Zombies Run, immerses you in a thrilling audio story that's specifically designed to match the distance you're running. So you're going to hear zombies close on your heels. It's like you're an actor in The Walking Dead or something. You'll break into a vault that's vital to the survival of humanity. Because I haven't played, I have no idea what's in this vault. But I'd imagine it's like the cure to end all zombies. Or maybe it's a nuclear bomb because really there's no hope once there's a zombie outbreak. Who knows? You'll run further and farther and faster than you ever ever thought you could because you're running from zombies. And remember, cardio is the most important. Because with Zombies Run Virtual Race, you're not just running around the park, you are running to save the world. Your entry gets you a thrilling audio adventure series that takes you from the start of your training right to the end of your race. It's a virtual race, yes, but it has real-life benefits. So this isn't just like, you know, you can use it as an app that you go out and you, you, you know, you run away from zombies and you try to save the world, but there's like an actual marathon that you can do. You enter into a virtual race marathon and you do the training. So if you're like, Micah, and you know, you're going, I can't run 75,000 billion miles away from zombies. Well, this helps you get started. It, it eases you into things with the training. And you're going to get an awesome running t shirt, a finisher's medal, and a bunch of other great gear. And by a bunch of other great gear, you have to go to the website because you have to check out all the cool stuff that they have. It really is cool. And that's like one of the reasons that I want to do this just so I can get the swag and sit on my couch and eat (laughs) chips while Bree does all the running for me. And all of it only costs $55. You can get healthy. Which is really low. That's a low fee to participate in a 5K or a 10K. Think about it. Exactly. That's that's inexpensive just for the T-shirt that they're giving you. Yeah, knowing yeah. how yeah. much those things cost, that that is actually a really good price just for the shirt by itself, without everything else that's involved with it. Oh my god, I, I have were, so much to say about this. Okay, okay, so we're, all, we're almost I, done. Okay, if I could just, I just gotta say the code. I just gotta say the code. So go to Sorry. zombies. The zombies are coming. Go to zombiesvirtualrace.com and use coupon code disruption to get $5 off your entry. Again, that's disruption to get $5 off your entry. And the zombies are here. Brigo. <laughs> okay, so look, I, 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 this, this app combines two things that I love, right? Because I love to work out and I love video games. It's like combining them. And I, I tried it this week and it is so much fun. It's just ridiculous. Like the quality of the writing is awesome. You know, it's not one of these stories that assumes the player is male. Um, you know, like it's written so like everyone can feel like they're part of the story. But I have to tell you, like every single one of the critiques you just gave Micah and Steve are completely irrelevant because of the way they program this. I'm really being serious here. So, um, you know, you don't have to go run to do this. When you, when you start it, you can say constant speed, uh, where it assumes you're going at X number of miles an hour. So you could do it if you're on a bike, you could, you know, do it if you were out for a walk, you know, or you can tell it to count your steps. So, you know, if you, um, Georgia, if you wanted 
to fight, um, like do this during a fighting cardio workout. Ooh. I'm not joking. You oh, could just like set it. Idea. You could yeah. set it to say constant and, you know, like pick something that's going to translate to the right amount of calories and it's going to play your playlist and give you stories you're going. Uh, for me, I work out exactly an hour every single day. So I was able to adjust it to, to work with that. Um, so we talked a lot about the science of this app and what I love about it is it is specifically made to counter a lot of the barriers I see for people trying to run. Um, So something I see a lot is people that go, I'm just not a runner. The way to become a runner is to go walk a mile and then run like a fourth of a mile if you can, or just however long until you give up. Uh, and to just keep repeating it. This game has that feature built into it. It's called Zombies Chase. So you can say it to mm-hmm. one, you know, one, two, three, four, higher. Um, and you can even say the percent speed it wants you to speed up. So you can be out there walking, and then it's like, oh, zombies are chasing you. And then you pick up your speed just a little bit, <laughs> and it's going to train you to get to be better. So and I talked to this, you know, the designer, he's, he very deliberately made this. So, you know, it's not ableist. It's not, you know, excluding people that can't, you know, that might be older and might not be able to run or people with, you know, injuries. Like it's, it's very inclusive and this is something anyone can use to get to, um, you know, a higher state of fitness. I love it with it being in the summer when it's very hot outside that I can play this game on my treadmill and stay motivated. So, um, I just, I, I really think this is a masterpiece. The story is great. Building your base is great. Um, it's got a social component with other people, and it's just, it, it's freaking wonderful. So, it, it, I don't it, like running. I'm, I'm not a runner. I'm never really going to be a runner. And I found this like fun to do. Like it was just. Yeah. It was enjoyable. I did not run for a long time, but I still had fun doing it, which would increase the chances of, I was like, no, I might do that again. Like again, probably for a really short time, but it was kind of a fun little thing to go out. You had a story that kept you distracted. So you're not thinking of, I'm just running around in circles and how far ever I run, I have to run back. Um, And so it kept your mind off of it and you get to gather resources while you do. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is a really nice way to keep fit and active and your mind isn't on it, you might work out for more and have fun running away from zombies at the same time. There you go. Okay. And I mean, regardless of, of whether, I don't know, regardless of whether you're a runner, this is just, uh, I felt like maybe you think you're not a runner and this is a way to actually give that a try. And you don't have to do the, the $55, uh, like I want to make that clear. Yes, the virtual true. race is, is $55 and that's where you get the fun t-shirt and you get the, you know, the, the whole training situation and all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to do the whole $55 thing. You can just get the app and, and do it that way. So it's pretty, pretty doggone cool. But if you do, if you do go for the the whole kit and caboodle, please use the code disruption because you're going to get $5 off. So it's only going to cost you $50. <laughs> no, it's 50, no, it's, ori- it's originally $60. So it costs you 55. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. Thank All you, right. Steve. All I right. was bit by All a right. zombie and my brain is slowly disintegrating. So I could hear you lurching. So, Micah, do this, like, you take your dogs for walks, right? Yeah. 
So do it when you take your dog for a walk. It'll, it, it literally has an icon of somebody walking their dog like okay. when you're setting it up. So If I can do it while I'm walking, then heck yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. Can I do it like, when you walk? You don't have to run. Can I do it? Because no. what I do most of the time is circuit training. So can I do it while I'm doing circuit training? Like yeah, of course. Up and down on the floor and yeah. all over the place? Okay. Of course. Of course. Well, there you go. They also I mean, have a, they just... also have like a super superhero workout app that you could look at too that's not necessarily Zombies Run but that does some of that type of stuff Ooh. also. I think yeah. Zombies Run needs yeah. to be our friend every week of <laughs> of disruption. <laughs> so if you're out there Zombies okay. Run listen to this. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. All right, let's let's move on. Okay. Right. Let's move on to anyone was that you attempting off? to do the Pokemon battle song, Micah? That was me attempting to do the Pokemon battle song, no. but that was super <laughs> that was tone deaf. So was, really was it really? Bad. I thought it was like like the uh, that sounded like yeah, sound like sports news tonight. No wait, that's not right. Okay, <laughs> if you haven't heard, which if you haven't heard, then you're clearly not following the right people on Twitter because everybody's talking yeah. about it, except for those uh, friends of ours from Canada. Sorry, Canada. Uh, oh, Pokemon, sorry. G- Pokemon Go is out, and Pokemon Go is awesome. And I just want to apologize to all of the listeners who came from Isometric. I can't do the Poke Rap, so <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with that. But Pokemon Ooh. Go is here, and it is pretty doggone uh fun and also surprising um before i dig into it because i did the intro would anyone else like to share any thoughts on it i know that we haven't all gotten a chance to try it out again canada i played it it. yeah it's i played what i could of it while the servers were up the servers were recording this on (laughs) thursday it came out wednesday night and it was working most of wednesday night into thursday morning and then some of the authentication servers went down uh it sounds like if you if you what created an account through your google account you were generally okay if you uh used a pokemon.com account which of course i have a pokemon.com account um then you were kind of out of luck for a lot of the day unfortunately that's what i've heard too because i a friend of mine well actually probably kyle's the gray on twitter um was asking me did you use the poke uh you know the pokemon account and i said no i just used google i tried to do the pokemon account but it wasn't working and so i switched to the google thing and i have not had any problems like as i was talking to you you guys earlier i said or to y'all earlier i said uh every time someone would be tweeting about how the servers were down (laughs) i was able to open the app and log in and be just fine so Uh yeah, I'm. I'm really sorry, and I, I don't know if there's a way you could like log out and do it over. No, but... you lose all because because you can't transfer your account over, so you lose all your progress. Oh. And and it's and so my I was planning to do this. Uh, I mean, I did. You know, I caught a couple of Pokemon in my bathroom as everybody did, and um, you know, I I stopped at the rest area and found a Pokestop on my way to work, and then I was planning on my walk to Dunkin' Donuts to uh to catch some pokemon on the way and i spent that entire time typing my password in repeatedly because a it didn't work and didn't give you any error message other than oh your your account doesn't work and you can't paste your password in so i spent my entire walk to dunkin donuts repeatedly typing my one password (sighs) strong password into this app over and over again and then having it just say nope sorry so yeah, that was not a great first experience for me. That's awful. Yeah, Bree, what about you? Did you have any better? 
Well, first of all, I didn't capture Pokemon in my bathroom, Steve. You might be oversharing <laughs> with the listeners here. You know, that I'm, I do my real gaming, you know. I captured Squirtle in my den. I was fully clothed. It was great. It was a very good experience. So, you mean you don't catch Pokemon while showering? Come I on. I don't. I don't. It's just, it was just the way I rolled. Not like, you know, little zombie chewing. Um... <laughs> Listen, if you don't have a Rattata in your bathroom, you're just not living right, is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. No judgment, Steve. We are a judgment-free show, unless you're Georgia Dow. Um, no, it was um, – I, I, I was – God, I'm sorry. I know it's going to sound whiny liberal of me, but I was, I was really disappointed to, like, boot up the app, and then it's like they render – Professor Oak is like macho anime dude, like uber white. And then, you know, it's like, what kind of Pokemon trainer yeah. are you? And then it's like two ultra white people. Like I'm talking like, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish concert. Like, very, very, very white. And, you know, like you can't pick any different body types, which is great because they look like me. Like, you know, my Pokemon trainer, like she's tall and thin and has, uh, you know, awesome hair. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. It could but suck yeah, for you. I don't yeah, know. Right. But, <laughs> a lot of other people uh, out there. Yeah, but the the flicking motion doesn't feel super good. I no. was uh, to throw poke pokeballs. I am curious, and I couldn't find any coverage about this. And I know Steve, because you eat, live, and breathe Nintendo to a psychologically unhealthy degree, that you'll have the answer <laughs> to this. When is the AR ball that you can strap to your wrist and pretend to throw at things? Because I, I like throwing things. Like, when can I, I buy that? I don't hell? think you use that to throw the pokeballs. I think that's just like. It buzzes at you when there are Pokemon around. I don't think you actually use that to throw the Pokeballs, though. I think you're still doing that on the um, – I might be wrong, but – That's I, not I, what I remember from the video. I could be wrong. Maybe though. maybe it is. I don't know. I kind of – I saw a $35 thing I'm going to strap to my wrist, and I and I noped out of that right away. Right, so. $35. I buy that $35. $35? Thing. Yeah. $35 to strap something to my wrist to tell me what? The Pokemon Go Plus is a Bluetooth wireless receiver shaped like a Pokeball, but a receiver is a battery and a singular blah, blah, blah. Press for specific actions. Loops allow users to turn it into something that they can fasten their belt. I'm trying to find the part where it says what you use it for. It literally doesn't say. Yeah, it's I, – I, I saw that it was $35. I'm like I, I – even I – Am not gonna be wearing a Pokeball. Oh, I only like, want to hear your judgment, Steve Lubitz, <laughs> Mister. Oh, I'm, I'm buying this for the daughters. <laughs> hey, nice. what's up? My credit card is maxed out. Like, I don't even want to hear your judgment. You don't want to know how much money I spent on Skylanders Superchargers over I, the last two weeks. Uh, I don't. Yeah. actually, I do. <laughs> I uh, well, do, the, so I can mock you about it. Well, we, we waited until they were like, buy one, get two free. So we didn't spend too much money, but probably more than we should have still. So You're literally paying $35 for one button that just basically says it's like a confirm action or it's like an OK action. So whenever it buzzes, you click OK, and then you can like pick up Pokeballs or it's whatever happens on your phone. Whenever you get a buzz, whether that's like, oh, I just came across some Pokeballs or I'm about to enter into a fight. Pressing the button is like, yes, I want to do that action. So instead of holding up your phone, you're holding up a $35 contraption. Pretty much it does nothing. 
Yeah. It just tells Where you. Where can I buy it? <laughs> no. Where? No, Bree, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a, GameStop says release date 731-2016, and you can supposedly pre-order it. I'm sure I'm sure if you go into a GameStop, Bree, they will be more than happy to let you pre-order a Pokemon Go Plus. Dude, I'm sure I'm that they, they might have a process for that. I'm going to be multitasking. I'm going to be out for zombie run, like dodging zombies. And then my Pokeball's going to go and it's going to be like, all right, like, capture that Pokemon. Boom. Save them from I'm the sorry. zombies. Like, I but to- I don't understand why they're, why they would have it let you catch the Pokemon with a press of the button when that's like the only like redeeming quality right. of this game is the, 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 the experience of being able to throw a virtual Pokeball at a Pokemon and catch it and see it in the world. Like if you're not even like, what are you doing at that point? Right? Like because just- Steve, because listen to this pitch <laughs> after the Pokemon go plus is paired via Bluetooth LE and a brief setup process is completed. Players can encounter and catch Pokemon like never before when the smartphone with Pokemon go and the paired Pokemon go plus accessory are within range of each other. Both will begin to vibrate when a Pokemon is close by. Wait, With the convenience the of one? not having to look at your smartphone, simply press the button on the Pokemon Go Plus to attempt to catch a Pokemon while you're out and but about. I, but I can't see the Pokemon on the butt. Like, I can't see the Pokemon that want it. Then what's no, the no you can't even see it. It's just a vibration. And then so you I hit the button, button and button hope you caught it. it. That's not fun. Like, this is the point where I realize I'm an old. No, <laughs> I'm young and I'm not spending $35 on <laughs> stupid Stuff Take my like that. Money, I want no, Brie. Someone Don't needs to protect Brie Bree from herself. Oh, Brie, go spend it on VR, not Don't on this. Don't do it, Brie. Don't do it. I am going to drive around in the real world and capture Pokemon. You can. Can do we that. talk about that for a second? That vibrates as well. Let's just get right. you a Pokemon case for your phone, and you maybe can strap could, it to your maybe wrist. I could spend, yeah, maybe I could spend that thirty-five dollars on like a Pokemon hat. Well, spend that on Hearthstone cards is what you could spend it on. Oh, you or shut your mouth. A <laughs> new sniper <laughs> rifle to use on Steve Lubitz. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could spend but, it yeah. in Overwatch loot boxes is where you could put that money. No. But, I guess I didn't realize I'm the... I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb, Steve, okay? <laughs> I guess I didn't realize the expansive nature of Pokemon Go. Like, you really... Uh, you know, I've seen a few tweets actually pop up today that made me laugh because it's people saying, like, wait, you mean I can't lay in bed and play Pokemon Go? No, it literally maps your... Like, G- it GPS maps your location. Yeah. And you me. have to walk to... I'm sorry, Canada. And you have to walk to uh, landmarks within your city and within your state to be able to get to, like, a Pokemon gym that you can claim as yours and to get to a place where you can train your Pokemon. So that's been a really interesting thing where I'm going, oh, I've got to do a lot of, like, moving around, whether yeah. that be in the car or, or otherwise. So I was so, so excited when you guys were cool. talking about it. I'm like, yay, it's finally here, blah, blah, blah. Go to the app store to download it. And I'm like, it's not here. Not for that's you, zombie so surprising. Child. Because usually Canada is one of the one like whenever it comes to location based stuff. This is per Renee Ritchie. When it comes to location based stuff, Canada is one of the first places to get it because it's smaller. Like the 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 inhabited areas are smaller, so it's easier to test. Yeah, usually they te- they test these types of like massively online things There's out so in Canada space, first. There's so much space in Canada. Like the the land is so big That's that they're true. like yeah, no one. They're just. More people per square inch makes it a better profit in the States. 
oh my gosh, you have to, you can end up spending a lot of money on this. So, uh, rest in peace, Christina Warren's wallet, because I already know she's probably spending thousands of dollars. Okay, so I'm looking this up, and it says, <laughs> truly, this is a real news statement. Australian police <laughs> discourage discourage Pokemon Go users from entering police station to catch Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because what happens is that oh, the Pokestops God. are like real world locations and you don't actually have to go into them. Like you just have to be near enough to them to be able to activate <laughs> it. But that wasn't like there's for a Nintendo game. Well, I guess this isn't technically Nintendo because it's Niantic who did Ingress who made it. But for a game that is based on Nintendo properties, there is a shocking lack of documentation. Mm-hmm. Like Nintendo games are notorious for like over tutorializing and over explaining like everything and like i had to go to kotaku and polygon to figure out what the hell was going on with this game because like it's not clear at all what's going on and it does not tell you that you don't need to actually walk into the building to be able to activate the pokestop to get your extra (laughs) pokeballs then people people in the comments are talking about how they were like stopped by cops at 3 a.m because they're the only car parked (laughs) in an area and they're like then the worst part was they had to explain to the police officer <laughs> that they were like oh just God. trying to catch Pokemon, and that's like really difficult one to explain to people because they may not. I was play just video looking games. for a Bulbasaur. I love. <laughs> I saw a Bulbasaur over here, and then the police officer will walk away very slowly. So yeah, we're gonna see a lot of people outside. I don't see people outside in the real world anymore. This is gonna be nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's because they're all playing yeah. VR and in, in VR space. VR is better. This is going to bring yeah. people back to meet space. Well, this is Finally. AR, right? I mean, it's using the real world to to yeah. you know show yeah. the to show you catching the Pokemon. I just you know I can't the, get the AR to work. The prob the problem that I have with this is that and and Bree, you may or may not appreciate this analogy, but every time that I play a game like this, I start to feel like I'm playing Tiny Tower, and. Where I played, like, I had a hardcore addiction to Tiny Tower when it came out, which was, which was one of the first, like, really, uh, you know, really free to play games in the app store. It wasn't the first one, but it was one that you basically just kept logging in and tapping on your people and then moved them around and then you went away and then it sent you a notification and you went back like 30 minutes later after they'd, you know, cooked dinner or whatever. And then I, I played this and got a fairly, a lot of uh, progress in the game. And then one day I just realized I'm not actually doing anything. (laughs) Like I'm just going in and tapping on things and then leaving. And I'm not actually like, like I could, you know, I could pay somebody to do this and have the same result at the end of the day. Like I had no investment in it. And that's how I feel with this too. It's like, like with the, like, what are you are you mad at me about Tiny Tower or about or about this? I, I'm mad that you can no longer feel joy, Steve Lubitz. <laughs> it's like they took all these Pokemon and they made them cute as frack, and you get to drive around your town and capture them. Are you aware there are college kids today that woke up and signed into this app and all went around their campus together? Like, uh, like gathering Pokemon, and it's like the real world and Pokemon world are colliding together, and it's beautiful and awesome, and you can't feel joy. It's can't not, feel joy, Lucas. Uh, no, you know what? Because the way that I, maybe I'm old, right? But like, 
when you play the Pokemon games, like being able to catch the Pokemon is like the culmination of a battle where you're managing like your attacks just so because you want to be able to get them down to a certain life total where you can catch them, but not so much that you knock them out. And it's like this accomplishment at the end of it to be Hearthstone. I don't want Pokemon was Hearthstone back before Hearthstone was a thing. Honestly, that was what it was. It was it was a strategy game and there's a lot of strategy in it. And it's just like, okay, I'm flicking a ball at the thing and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. And then I have a Pokemon. Yay. What do I do with it? And it's like, I don't I don't have that attachment that I had in the game in those games. You know, you're playing the full game yet, though, because there's so much. (laughs) Once you start, once you go to the, the, the gyms and you start battling against other people. Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe once that happens. Right. But like. You know, based on what it is, it's just like I don't, I don't really feel anything with this game. Is the problem? So I don't know. Uh, that's that's just a well, bad sign. That might not be. That's that's. To be fair, you got to give it a chance because you did spend your time on the way to Dunkin' Donuts typing in passwords instead of playing. yeah. I mean that that real, but that really does color your experience, right? Like when you are getting into something like this for the first time and it's asking like a time and movement like a commitment from you and then it's not working like that badly, like that that really does sour you to something like this. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll we'll check back. I'm sure we'll talk about this it again next week. Something like this. Because unlike VR, this is something that can actually experience on a on a semi regular basis. <laughs> can I, can so I through the, okay, so zombies yeah. run, Steve is negative on, Pokemon Go, Steve is negative on, <laughs> VR, Steve is negative on. Is there anything you're feeling positive about lately? I, I like Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, I I think I think we need to we need to send steve some i don't know confetti in a box or something no wait <laughs> yeah georgia you come down to boston just get in the car <laughs> look you did your zombie run work this I this did. week like the girls got it done yeah, the guys we brought it, it. <laughs> we brought it we're girl gonna power. go we're gonna go hunt some pokemon mm-hmm. we're gonna bag them in humane conditions and then we're gonna <laughs> rub it in steve's face I, let's I, make it happen i yeah. i prove if for them to, to uh, send them to salvation yeah, that's the uh, way I, uh, I do like the orcs. Yeah, she's gonna free the Pokemon. You're free from their suffering. suffering. Yeah, they're suffering. Oh yeah. my uh-uh. god! Uh uh-uh. uh You no. can't say anything. You didn't run. <laughs> yeah, uh. you have no no more. There's right. no more. You you can only make them faint, Georgia. You can't actually free them from their suffering. That, that's what try. happens with Pokemon. I'm gonna try. There's no Where there's a you, will, there's you a way. You can trap them in their little mystical cages. <laughs> that you carry them around in, but all right, all right, we should go, we should go. Let's Before wrap up this show. Poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna? We're at an hour and thirty minutes. Are we gonna do listener? We got a lot of we got a lot of good voicemails. I think we want to make sure that we give them the time that they deserve. And Good so idea. we will get to those. And if you have any other questions you want to get in, we'll we'll plan to do like an expanded uh, voicemail section if we get enough content for it. But we'll definitely and address those. Here's next how here's how you're going to get into that expanded voicemail content section section section. Oh, wait, I forgot. You can do that automatically. Uh, you are going to call us at five zero eight four one eight three five three two. That's five zero eight four one eight three five three two. You call that number, you leave us a voicemail asking us questions or leaving, I don't know, a a prompt for a a collaborative poem, and we will make it happen. We will dance. So 
<laughs> if you would like to review the show on iTunes because it keeps us dancing, please, please, please go do that. And if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about today, uh, including our friends at Zombies Run and our friends at Linode and also the, the, the topics that we discussed today, you can find our show notes at relay.fm slash disruption. If you're not uh, keen on sending a voicemail, you can always tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me. And if you would rather not have it be public, you can go ahead and send us a direct message because we do have our direct messages open. Oh God. That's risky. No. So far, so far, so good. So well, far, no. so good. But we'll see. Uh, we are as always part of the wonderful, venerable relay FM network. And again, you can find us at uh, on Twitter at underscore disruption FM. My Twitter account is at Micah Sergeant. Steve, where can people find you? You can Salty find Steve. me uh, spreading salt throughout the earth at uh, at Wicked Good <laughs> on Twitter. Salty Steve at, at Salty Steve. Bree, what about you? I am taking over the hashtag Salty Steve. Yes. Tweet me there. I'm buying it right now. <laughs> I can't wait. And Georgia, wait, Georgia, I, Georgia, Georgia. I, I need some help from everyone. <laughs> help and any suggestions that you might have. So um, my my um, co-therapist friend who runs Anxiety Videos with me is like, let's do a competition and see if you can get more followers on Anxiety Videos. <sighs> And I'll try to do the Facebook and whoever wins. So I just figured I would cheat. I know it's horrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So could everyone that listens, please follow at anxiety underscore videos because (laughs) or if you have any suggestions of how I can get a ton of followers on that Twitter so that I can win (laughs) without doing a lot of work and then she's going to be like just shocked and (laughs) To do oh, there are some illicit so ways to make it's that happen. So horrible, and I know, I know. I don't even care if you just follow me. Like it's, it's. They, we See, just this end. is how Georgia survives the the zombie apocalypse. Right. She just trips everybody else right. as they're trying to run away. <laughs> right. So, so I have to get more than what she has on on Facebook. So, um, please follow on anxiety videos. I don't like. We just send anxiety tips. Like it's really simple, straightforward. Ooh. You just have to follow for like two weeks. You can like cancel after that. Like like unfollow me from Following there. Following now, but please. And if you have any ideas of how I can get a lot of the Twitter followers to like follow without how it, many do you need? I think that I need like like a thousand in the end. Oh, I you have a hundred five right now. Wait, what's the Twitter account again? It's at anxiety anxiety oh, underscore videos. <laughs> That's like Georgia underscore Dow. I know, I know. Don't even. I really tried to get in. <laughs> and again, God. Georgia Dow had it. Didn't didn't Georgia yeah, Dow? Yeah, she probably owns that too. <laughs> she preempts you on all the things. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that yeah. about wraps it up. Steve, do you have something you want to tell all of us? Go, go, go! Catch some Pokemon. Go. We're done. Go listen to something else. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. <laughs> 